Zechariah, the fourth chapter, verse 10. And I'm reading the New Living Translation. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Bible before breakfast. Mildred Kingsley Gonkwa here. I woke up this morning with a thought in my heart. In fact, I believe I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, don't call it small. And at first it didn't make sense to me until I realized that maybe because I'm studying some amazing women of the Bible this month. I mean, the whole month is celebrating women, so why not? And so the woman we're going to study today, or we're going to talk about so that you're encouraged to go back and study her life, is a woman who I believe a lot of people felt were unimportant. A lot of people felt was unimportant, but God saw her as important. Some people thought she was small matters, but God saw her as a big deal. So let's read about this woman. Let's jump to Judges chapter 4. And I'll read from verse 17. Now, before I go into reading the scripture, let me give you a little bit of a background story. So here, the children of Israel had been fighting the Canaanites. In fact, they had been under their um, rule for a while. You know, it has been war between them and it had become so bad that Deborah felt it was time for them to fight back. And so she sent for Barak and told him to fight, but he refused to go if she wouldn't go with him. And she said something to him. She said, because you have chosen not to go on your own, the victory will not come to you, it will come to a woman. And so she went into battle with him and they fought. And at some point, Caesarea's entire army, that's the leader of the army of the Canaanites. His entire army was wiped out, but he escaped. So from verse 17, it says, Caesarea escaped and he ran to Heber's camp because Heber and his family had a peace treaty with the king of Hazor. Caesarea went to the tent that belonged to Jael, Heber's wife. And she came out to greet him and said, come in, sir, please come on in, don't be afraid. After they had gone inside, Caesarea laid down and Jael covered him with a blanket. Could I have a little water, he asked. I'm thirsty. Jael opened a leather bottle and poured him some milk. Then she covered him back up. Stand at the entrance to the tent, Caesarea told her. If someone comes by and asks if anyone is inside, tell them no. Caesarea was exhausted and soon fell asleep. And Jael took a hammer and drove a tent peg threw his head into the ground and he died. Meanwhile, Barak had been following Sisera and Jael went out to meet him. The man you're looking for is inside, she said. Come in and I'll show him to you. And they went inside and there was Sisera, dead and stretched out with a tent peg through his skull. That same day, God defeated the Canaanite King Jabin while the Israelites looked on and his army was no longer powerful enough to attack. Israelites. So God brought victory through one small woman, ordinary woman. And I found out over time 
that many times when people read this scripture, they focus a lot on the fact that she brought victory to them, you know, and she was an ordinary housewife. But that scripture says that God defeated the Canaanite king while the Israelites looked on. So what can we learn from this woman? Number one, nothing is small in God's hands. Jael was a housewife. She wasn't really considered great. She wasn't one you would consider a prophetess, a warrior, uh, a judge. No, she was an ordinary woman like you and I. And the one thing she knew how to do was hospitality. And so, even though that seemed to be the only skill she had, she used the tools that she had in her hand to do great things for God. So here's what I want to say to you. When God gives you an assignment, he uses what you already have been given. So God sent Moses back to Egypt to deliver his children. And the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 4 that Moses said, what if they don't believe me or they won't listen to me? What if they say the Lord has never appeared to you? And the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? And Moses replied, a shepherd's staff. Now, after that, God told him what to do with it. Throw it on the ground, it's onto a snake, pull it out. And, you know, God told him a lot of things to do. But the interesting thing and the important thing that we must note here is that God asked him, what is in your hand? Jael could have sat there and said, you know, I'm not a warrior. You know, I'm not a prophetess. You know, I'm not a judge. But she knew what was in her hand. In those days, it was the woman's responsibility to set up tents because they moved around quite a lot. They were nomads. They moved around a lot. So it was a menial job. It was the woman's place to just set up the tent, set up the home. So this woman had learned how to be hospitable. She had learned how to set up her tent. She had learned how to use a hammer and a tent peg. Did you notice that she didn't take a gun? Did you notice she didn't pick up a sword? Did you notice that she didn't even grab a knife? The Bible says that when Cicera got to her, he was tired, so she covered him. He was thirsty. He asked for water, she gave him milk, and then covered him again. In other words, she literally killed him with hospitality, which was the skill she had. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand that you've been ignoring? What do you have in your hand that you think is useless? Put it in God's hands. I guarantee you, that nothing is small in God's hands. So the main thing was, number one, she recognized an opportunity and she acted on it. She saw this was her chance to do something great and she took it. She didn't second-guess herself. She didn't ask, should I bring a sword, should I bring a knife? She used what she knew she had, hospitality. She killed Cicera with hospitality. Number two, she made God her priority. The Bible tells us that Caesarea's people, the Canaanites, and Jael's people, the Kenites, were at peace 
There was peace between them. So there was really no reason why she should have helped the Israelites. Take note, she was not an Israelite. There was no need for them to be at war. They were at peace. The people of our house and people of his house were at peace. So there was really no reason. But the Bible tells us that she did it anyway. I don't know, but I'd like to think that maybe she considered pleasing God more important than any earthly alliance. And maybe that should be how we react to things. Sometimes the thing may not even be outrightly bad, but the question is, is this what God wants at this time? Should we focus on pleasing God or preserving our earthly alliances? Jael chose pleasing God. She thought about it and she drove that tent peg straight into his head. The third thing is, whatever skill you have, hone it. I need you to sharpen that skill like you know that one day it will be the thing that will change your life. She must have had practice with that tenth peg and that hammer. And sometimes I wonder, what if she tried to drive it the first time in and she wasn't good at it and she did it and the guy, she just barely scratched him and the guy woke up and grabbed her hand. It would have been a disaster. So obviously she had been practicing. So whatever that skill is, I don't know. Is it singing? Is it writing? Is it sewing? Is it teaching? Is it giving? Whatever it is, keep sharpening that skill. Is it acting? Keep sharpening that skill. There's something God can do with it. And I know that a lot of times people consider, oh, the thing in my hand is not as important. She could have sat there and said, I'm not as important as Deborah. I'm not as important as she is. But she didn't. She said to herself, this is what I know how to do and I'm going to do it well. So my final point is this and my challenge to you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing the gift that God has given you to what he's given to other people. Whatever that gift is, don't call it small. Use it to do great things for God. Put it in God's hands. I'll read to your final scripture before we go. This is Deborah, the great prophetess Deborah, singing about Jael. And she says in Judges 5 verse 24, I'm reading the easy version. She says, God will bless Jael, the wife of Heba the Kenite. She will be the happiest of all the women who live in tents. Caesarea asked for water to drink and she gave him milk. She gave him the best cream in a beautiful bowl. Then she took a sharp stick in her left hand and a hammer in her right hand. She hit the stick through Caesarea's head and she broke his skull. He fell to the floor at her feet. He stayed there and he did not move. Jael had killed him. This was the great prophetess who everyone admired, finally speaking about this woman. And you know the result of what Jael did. The Bible tells us that after that, Israel had no more wars for 40 years. This woman, by being hospitable, brought peace to Israel for 40 years. That thing you're holding in your hand, who knows what it is keeping us from getting as a people, as the body of Christ? Who knows who you are keeping from entering into their destiny? Sometimes, don't do the things God has called you to do just because of you. 
also do it for the destinies that are attached to yours. And so this morning, I challenge you to be like Jael. Don't call that thing in your hand small. Use it. Put it in God's hands because nothing is ever small when it's in God's hands. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Kongo.